Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to High TV. This is Cannabis News Now, and we want to congratulate you guys on on your 420 activities. We hope you guys smoked all what you guys wanted to smoke, had the best funds with friends and family, or even just you and your fat joint. Hope you guys enjoyed your day. Now, speaking of 420 and those people who are interested or and our entrepreneurs that are listening. 420 is one of the biggest years for sales. We already know that 420 is like the Christmas or Black Friday or Green Friday for us, right? So that means you're getting the best deals on things around dispensaries. You're trying to have every dispensary compete to get you in the store just because it's 420. You may go on like a 420 dispensary tour and shop there because they have the deals, right? And with that being said, all these businesses are collecting these numbers and seeing what are the best sellers so they could better plan for us, the consumers, in the future. So the numbers came out of MJ Biz Daily for 2017 numbers. Now, 2017 numbers dictated that, listen, the number one cannabis selling item was, guess, just guess, two seconds, beverages. Beverages were the number one selling item for cannabis products now that's very surprising because obviously you know flower sales make up most of what uh dispensaries are selling right second is the concentrates you know and then the edibles come in last all because the edibles are probably like those fatty stuff that you're probably going to buy on impulse buy but not really want to buy to nourish yourself i think edibles that are made to really nourish the body is what's going to do very well because you're going to want to incorporate it into you know many different meals so if you're anyway without going on a, ta- a tangent guys i apologize you know beverages are number one and we think that beverage is number one for a reason we think we think it's number one for the simple fact that a lot of individuals who are borderline on the fence when it comes to 420 they understand it's a holiday they have a lot of buddies and friends and family that partake in the holiday so you know what we're going to enjoy our day with you even though we're not a you know weed smoker we don't enjoy it but we're, we're probably wine champagne and beer drinkers like most people right so those people are going to be much more inclined and comfortable to enjoy weed through a beverage think about that you know we always predicted and told you guys on the podcast that we think food is where cannabis is going to dominate whether it be restaurants you know delivery food services and you know all these different things that can find loopholes to do their business and accommodate people to actually eat nourishing foods with edibles and not you know freaking brownies and cupcakes you know anyway with that being said, the beverages may just be a way to sneak in that 56% that said, you know what, we're not that, you know, into weed, but we support legalization and we think it's okay. That large part of America who was completely untouched market that all of these companies are starving to try and get to, you know, and basically trying to win all of us as customers because it's brand new. You know, it's like existing before... It's like existing when a dot-com bubble was, which many of us have lived through those times. Same thing. So beverages, we're going to see an explosion of alcohol companies who have the distribution, have the means and the systems to be effective in delivering their drinks to businesses, buy into the cannabis market. As we told you guys in February, in just two months, over a billion dollars have been invested into cannabis in just two months of 2018. What a way to start the month, huh? And a lot of them, you know, are Canadian. And Canadians have been known to have, you know, alcohol companies invest into their beverage company. So, Corona has done it. 
I know uh, Blue Moon is planning to release one. And who knows who else is going to say, we're not going to miss out on this opportunity. Let's put out some Bud Light. <laughs> I just imagine, you know, Bud Light is like the guys from, you know, the South in Kentucky with the, you know, hat on. And I don't know, man. I don't know why. Bud Light just gives me a very American cowboy vibe. <laughs> Maybe it's the horses. Anyway, guys, we're getting a little crazy over here. But hopefully you guys, you know, taking the information that beverages are something that did not really come on the radar and be suspected of being a high selling item however by volume it is you can get it on the go you drink it you're refreshing and it's not that intimidating you know because you're already drinking alcohol supposedly to get drunk so interesting we're going to keep that you keep watch on that we maybe maybe the uh alcohol companies saw those numbers and then they proceeded to make their investments just just a thought you know of course mj biz daily releases information to the highest bidder before they release it to the public which is a very smart idea to use analytics and finances but anyway very good for them this helps us predict the future and help the other god entrepreneurs know where you want to go do you want to work in a saturated market or do you want to hustle on a block that's not crowded but then again the cannabis market is so new i don't think anywhere can be saturated just yet Cannabis News Now, Hot TV. Stay tuned. Stay high, folks. So another thing, you know, I wanted to just touch on was a whole dilemma that's going on between GW Pharmaceuticals, the FDA, Epidiolex, and what that means for us as CBD consumers and CBD aspiring entrepreneurs. Now, what's happening is GW Pharmaceuticals is a London-based company, and their whole niche, if you will, is to be a pharmaceutical company that produces pharmaceutical-grade cannabis products. They are, pub they are already publicly traded on the stock market, which you can buy and trade today, and they're done pretty well so far. And now they're at the stage where they're going to use CBD, which is very well known, to help with epilepsy as you see videos on instagram and facebook they're truly amazing folks like literally you see somebody take some cbd squirt it in their child's nose via you know the nose the nasal spray or underneath the tongue with a tincture and literally seconds later almost less than a minute you see their full seizure shaking stop completely and you see that relief on that parent's face and you see how calm that child is now, but was not seconds ago. And it's amazing to see just CBD, you know, do that in such a quick way. And I even saw with a dog, you know, but not to go on a tangent with, you know, CBD's miracles. You guys already know this, but uh, not miracles, but, you know, it's scientific. Anyway, CBD is now up for FDA consideration as a use for medicine which will mean that the fda will now dictate that cbd is no longer a schedule one substance and now a medicine for gw pharmaceuticals and epidiolex in particular to be used which contains cbd now that we say all that to say that if they now pass cbd as a pharmaceutical grade medicinal compound that means that we as as users cannot 
consume anything but pharmaceutical grade. Now, for the for the most part, if you look at if you look at it outside of you know the regular spectrum, you can say, listen, UCBD and in, in, intakers or UCBD inhalers, however you guys take it. You know, people that don't know CBD always talk shit. But anyway, uh, how you guys take CBD is now going to be much safer. You guys don't have to worry about you know. Somebody making CBD in the backyard and it not even be CBD or snake oil. Like literally, it has to be passed by the FDA and it will be the cleanest CBD you've probably had to date. So, for us, it's a win, right? However, now that only causes us to take CBD as a medicine, which means you might have to get a prescription in order to get it. So it might not be as easy because if they go, if it's already a Schedule One substance, even though they let it pass because it's you know non psychoactive and they let it go under the hemp bill. And that it's like a gray area. Who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll we'll still be able to use it. But hey, so we were saying that all to say before we went on a little tangent there that if CBD is already a Schedule One drug right now, but it's in a gray area, so let's pass. Why would they just let something that's now a legally a medicine, pharmaceutical only compound? Why would they let that be over the counter? You know. And that means CBD will now be found at your CVS and Walmart. What? You know, I already see people who are branding their products differently in order to be in a pharmacy. And it's funny because it's almost like the branding, you know, businesses are using the fears of the CBD companies to say, you know, you guys have a great brand, but I think you guys should do a rebrand. You know, you know what's going to happen with GW Pharmaceuticals. They have all this, you know, investor money from, you know, regular investors to big shots, and they're not going to want to mess this up. And they're probably going to pull strings to make sure that stock goes up. And that means making CBD an official medicine. So, Sorry for the cutoff, folks. Podcasts, as you drive, are going to have a bit of hiccups. But anyway, we were saying that it's funny how branding companies or branding, you know, whatever you want to call them, entities who help out these CBD companies are using that fear to say, hey, we can, you know, rebrand, you know, your product to make sure it looks like it can fit in pharmacies. And then they were like, pharmacies? I thought they were probably going to help us just take out CBD off the name and it still attract our users. Right. They're going to say, no, the better idea is to help rebrand your whole product in order to cause it to uh, appeal to not only pharmacies like CVS and Walgreens, but pharmacies all over where it's going to be a good selling item. It's going to be a good looking item and it's going to be better than whatever other bland CBD that GW Pharmaceuticals is going to make. You know, would you rather buy Epidiolex or would you rather buy still? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But any fashion, what we do know is that we will keep you guys updated when it comes to what is happening between GW Pharmaceuticals, Epidiolex, and the FDA. We'll see if CBD is going to be available for entrepreneurs to start up and still use as a product, or will they now have to be a pharmaceutical-grade facility? And last, we want to cover, you know, vape pens. You know, just as we did our first story on what was the highest selling item when it came to THC based items in beverages, that made us think, 
you know, what about other products? Why don't we go in depth into other products and see how it, it, it is to use it and how it will last in the future, right? So you can go to, I'll, we could talk about beverages, but you already mentioned that. So let's go to something like vape pens. Now, as you know, vape pens is probably one of the most saturated uh, sectors in the cannabis industry for the most part, because not only people who are selling regular vapes that don't contain you know any type of weed in there there are people who are who decided to say let's open up a vape in a vape business sell vapes you know with all the crazy flavors and create a brand there and try to translate those people into customers in the weed industry and that has not worked well at all so far all these vape companies that you know try to transition the two worlds they may see success of course by loyal customers loyal to the brand however when it comes to you know getting brand new people already in the cannabis industry you know organically in the cannabis industry not transferred over they're not going to see much sales and those people who are winning are those who are very innovative i wish i had the, the names of the businesses on my mind now however there's this one business who simplified cannabis to the t right it's vaporizer it looks nothing like a vaporizer right it looks like some type of hand like it looks like a remote right it's, it looks like a very small remote that has a nice pinstripe color on it right now that's just trying to describe how it looks to say how it's it looks very basic minimalistic but it still has some type of shape to it and what it is is a friendly looking vaporizer that has the words love or has the words happy has the words laugh or has the words sleep basically they were the first brand to release you know this cannabis branding that has what it does now i feel like this is going to be a trend that gets oversaturated but the person who or the company rather who does it the best will come up top it's a very useful one just keep it very simple for those newbies that don't really want to know about terpenes or don't want to know about uh uh uh, uh cbg content cbda cbda concert or cbd content they're not going to really care about that however However, having something so simplified that you can identify with words are going to work. I think, honestly, a company who can do it via images, who make images universal when it comes to cannabis product products because they're so useful. You know, the person who creates an experience through cannabis all throughout, where if you're going to smoke, you know, a cannabis paper, it comes from them because they have the best papers, right? You're going to smoke something that comes from their bonds because they have some of the coolest glass and their glass kind of fits this brand. Maybe it could be like some futuristic cyberpunk brand, right? Which could be something that can last into the future because it includes all computerization and black mirror shit, right? And every facet of how you enjoy cannabis is going to follow this brand. So you do the same thing and then slap the same simplified words, but instead of the words, you use images. Just saying that any brand has the ability now to use that concept to innovate it and actually make it a part of why they sell their product so well. You know, I hear their product is decent. It's not the greatest, but it is a good product, you know, and it says what it says, right? There's one that they create, you know, so that if you're like a couple, you guys can smoke together and you guys would have better sex. That, in my mind, could be placebo effect, but who knows if the strain has some type of aphrodisiac qualities, which we know terpenes can have that come with the flower. I mean, who knows? There's so many little businesses that's popping up in the cannabis industry. It's amusing, it's amazing, and it's very interesting. Just to see how many different things, like, uh, <clears throat> is it Kush, Kush Bottles? 
is that what the business is called where basically their job is to sell as it says in the name containers and everything you need for the cannabis industry and sell the top quality because every and everybody's going to need some if you're every dispensary needs a big jar that holds specifically for cannabis make sure the smell doesn't come out and make sure it stays fresh you know what i mean so it's amazing to me but Anyway, with that being said, the possibilities are endless in this cannabis industry. You just wanted to touch on how vape pens can, you know, look in the future. You know, are vape pens going to be as simplified? Are they going to be very simple? You know, in my mind, when I tried a vape pen, I didn't like how metallic it was. I kind of like how when it came to cannabis, it was very natural. Like you were feeling natural things that came from the earth, whether it be, you know, having the flower inside or having what you wrapped it with be hemp paper or a tobacco blunt. Having metal, of course, you know, metal comes from the earth, but it's not, it's very processed, manufactured, it doesn't feel as natural. That's just something you have to get over the more you use it. However, now, this I was thinking if someone can innovate and possibly put a regular vaporizer, you know, pen, you know, and have it have the same type of soft, natural feeling. <clears throat> Whether that be some type of styrofoam and some type of, you know, wrap around it where it feels like you're smoking you know, cigarettes are disposable. It doesn't have that much charge in it and it's recyclable, right? So they say it's great. I don't know. That's just, just a thought, man. Just a thought. Just to see just to see if you either want to cater towards the smokers to bring into the cannabis, which people are saying are a bad idea, but it's a way to at least get your foot in the water. And that's why I think a lot of companies do that. Anyway, this is High TV Cannabis News Now. This last session was not cannabis news. It was more of an in-depth from Heiko look on concentration, the future of basically the cannabis industry as a whole. Hope you guys enjoyed. This is a bit longer segment. Try to slow down my speech just a bit. You know, I had a quality advice from somebody out there. You know, much love and I appreciate everything. Trust me. So thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned, yo. Stay tuned.